more. That's my big mission. That they can, that they can do more. Yeah. And that, that, you know, it's, it's so down on itself a lot of the time. I mean, I'm a teacher, so it's all about those kids and all the kids have got low aspirations because they think, yeah. I come from Oldham, there's exactly. nothing for me. And it's like, no, it's not. It's yeah. about, it doesn't matter, it's excuses, anything, yeah. you know, possible. Big dreams, yeah. get out there, live your best lives, be proud of where you come from. Exactly. Um, and I'm 100% that's, that is really what I'm, I'm all about generally, yeah. you know. Alongside the teaching, yeah, yeah. well, it's taking all, on the it's, challenges. It's, and it's not, it's not a separate thing, though, is it? It's not. It it's a privilege to be working with the kids, and as yeah. I say, it's just great to yeah. be, you know. But there's more than just teaching them to pass exams. It's about yeah. raising all aspirations, isn't it, and yeah. showing them what's possible out there in life. Yeah. So. You know what I'm going to do when I start this? I'm going to fade this in at the beginning, and I'm going to say that this now I'm going to. This is the podcast now. I've just started. This is me and Steve Hill chatting before the podcast starts but we have to start it at some point right. otherwise we're just going to end up talking aren't we? I didn't I can see it coming. Yeah, okay. no it's already recorded yeah, right no, I didn't so, realise yeah. so here we are right so I, I'm sat with Steve Hill MBE indeed yes at Billington's you're very very welcome to Billington's and on to the Billington's heart in the heart of Oldham podcast thank you Matt thanks for uh, coming great in. to be invited along thank you yeah we were just chatting about loads of things Oldham um, loads of things about being inspired and inspiring and all that. I feel there's lots of conversations that we can have. Um, but we're here in, in Billington's, a building that's been renovated. We were just talking about heritage and how important it is to keep hold of buildings. What's your, is this the first time you've been in it? I've been before. Um, Catherine Maidley's a friend of mine. I oh, went to school yeah. with Catherine and she yeah. invited me up um, God, maybe 12 months ago now and yeah. absolutely so impressed when I entered yeah. the building. It, it, it's an amazing building and the job they've done in, in renovating it, but keeping those features yeah. is, is is fabulous and it's great to see yeah. within the town of Oldham. Yeah. And so the reason you're here now is because you're going to be coming back uh, in November I am. for the Christmas market event that's, that's going right. on here. What are you going to be doing at that event? Am I allowed to say? Yeah. I'm coming along as Father Christmas, I believe. Um, yeah, don't tell. Don't, don't tell the young ones. Don't tell the young ones. No, absolutely not. Uh, but yeah. it's something I've ended up doing a few times and, and thoroughly enjoy it. It's yeah. great, great fun. Uh, yeah. And I think I've got the, the ho ho hos down to a fine art now. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So you're, I mean, talking about getting that, things down to a fine art and, and, and being inspiring and all the rest of it. I, I mentioned then that you're an MBE. You're quite well known as an Oldermer, I think, because of your exploits and what you've been up to. But do you want to just give us a bit of, for the you know people who maybe don't know much about you, just give us a bit of your, about your background? Yeah, so I'm, I'm Steve Hill. I'm an Oldermer, uh, through and through, born in Oldham, live in Oldham, work in Oldham. Uh, I'm a teacher, teaching short, St. George's Primary School in Sean. I've been teaching now for 27 years, mm. um, which I love. It's a massive privilege uh, for me, a great privilege to be part of those children's lives. And see him grow, uh, but alongside that, if you like, um, I take on what they call bonkers challenges each year um, to inspire the children. Um, Fifteen years ago, I realised I was possibly preaching to the kids, uh, get out and follow your dreams, and I, I, I asked myself the question, am I actually doing that myself? Uh, and I realised I wasn't. Uh, I was telling them what to do, wasn't showing them. Mm. So I started to embark upon my own challenges. I thought it's about time to get out there, push my boundaries, see what I was capable of, see the world, have some great adventures, but use that to inspire the children back at school. Uh, with no grand plan, and I went and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro back in 2009. Very tough challenge, uh, quite an emotional challenge when I got to the summit of Kilimanjaro. 
uh, but couldn't wait to get back to school and see how that were the children. Mm. And it did inspire them. Um, and I take on these challenges, as I say, to, to show the children that through self-belief and hard work and determination and never giving up when things get tough, anything in life is possible. And it's really important um, across the board for the next generation, really, to raise aspirations. I do find a lot of children, because of where they come from, their background, they don't feel they're good enough and there's nothing out there for them. And it's about showing them there is. It's their life. Grab it with two hands and go and live your best lives and anything is possible. You're going to have to work out for it so through my challenges and, and, and what I do in life alongside the teaching I'm trying to show them this and inspire them to, to dream big and, and follow those dreams you know I have a little, well many mantras but one is I can and I will just watch me and get out there and do it and you know we're all entitled to big dreams and those dreams should be so big they excite us so much and even frighten us and no one in the world has the right to tell us that our dreams are too big we've got to believe it and work hard for it and that's what I like to think I'm doing and certainly the children that I teach are doing they get it on a daily basis it's part of our you know our you know, everyday life, if you like, this inspiration. Um, so I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, shared it with the children back at school, and then they asked me this, you know, question that's gone down now in history, and it really inspires me and keeps me motivated is, what's next, sir? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you know, title of the book I wrote during lockdown, and uh, I went on then to climb Mont Blanc, um, my Elbrus, trek through the Sahara Desert, went to the jungles of Borneo and trek through the jungles of Borneo, um, and just kept taking on these challenges. One of my big dreams is to go and climb Mount Everest one day. Um, I'd love to do that, but I felt the next best thing was to go and trek to Everest Base Camp um, and, again, do my research and all my, these challenges of all self-funded and all, you know, have to take place in the school holidays. Um, and as I'm researching Everest Base Camp, I came across an event called the Tenzing Killer in Everest Marathon. Um, at this point in my life, I'd never run a marathon before in my life, and I thought, right, that's going to be my first marathon. Trekking to base camp, sleeping at base camp, and then running a marathon, um, the highest marathon in the world. Mm. And you can imagine the doubters in life, and the knockers saying, are you really going to, don't think you're capable of that, it's your first marathon, is that not going to be too tough? And I believed in myself. I go back to that self-belief, hard work, determination, never giving up when things get tough, anything's possible. And I flew to Kathmandu, flew to Lukla, trekked to base camp, and ran my first marathon. It was amazing. It was magical. It was tough, don't get me wrong, yeah. but it was an amazing experience. Came back, again, shared it with the children and that question, what's next, sir? And I thought, well, yeah, what is next? How do I surpass? How do I go better than running the Mount Everest Marathon? And did my research and came across the North Pole Marathon. I thought, right, that's going to be my second marathon, running around the North Pole, which, again, a lad from Oldham, a teacher from Oldham, going to be at the North Pole. Why not? Why not? And as I say, it's about me pushing my boundaries, having great adventures, seeing what I'm capable of. And as I said, pushing boundaries, because we all put limits on what we think we're capable of achieving, and they don't exist. They're in the mind. Keep smashing through those boundaries and keep pushing and pushing, and we're all capable of so much more than we ever realise. So yeah, next moment, if you like, like next school holidays, I found myself at uh, the North Pole, running the North Pole Marathon, and completing that in minus 58 degrees, I think it got down to at one point. Guards on the course, um, you know, keeping polar bears at bay. <laughs> And it was just fabulous. A lot of people pulled out with frostbite and hypothermia. Um, but yeah, you know, I managed to complete that race. With all your fingers and toes. With all my fingers. I got a little bit of frost nip, um, which I've still got. You know, yeah. fingertips a little bit yeah. numb. But uh, other than that, all in good good condition. And it was about the preparation, the mindset, you know, the right gear. And that determination. Um, one foot in front of the other. Left foot, right foot, repeat. And keep moving forward. Are you doing these things? Are these like the kind of things that you wanted to do? Because you said before about basically about leading by example and doing things that, that you'd wanted to... Did you want to do this kind of stuff or has the putting yourself in that position where 
you know, you said you're going to do it. Does that does that push you to do tougher things all the time? Or did you always have this kind of desire to push yourself to these kind of limits? Certainly all that is desire, yeah. I mean, I played rugby at Waterhead Rugby Club for many, many years as a youngster until I was early 30s. And teaching can be all-encompassing. But it was a case of, yeah, I've finished rugby now. There's a bit of a void in my life. Yeah. I want to fill that now with adventures. You know, as a kid, I used to be in the Cubs and the Army Cadets and used to love the outdoors and yeah. love... You know, Physical adventures. Yeah, absolutely. Adventures, you know, to yeah. you know, in the, in the, you know, there's children, you know, camping in the back garden as kids and all that yeah, type of yeah. thing. Uh, and about you know, rediscovering that side of my life, the adventurous side. Um, but that realization as a teacher that I was preaching yeah. about following your dreams, yeah. but I wasn't actually doing it myself. Yeah. Uh, and adventure and, and seeing the world and pushing my boundaries was the obvious way of doing that. But I'm doing it as I say for myself, but also to inspire others. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is a case of trying to push it a little bit further every year. So the following year after the North Pole Marathon, it was, I don't know, a bit of a thing with the kids saying, well, you've done a few, you know, some of the toughest marathons. I'd run desert marathons and so forth in Petra. So I thought, all right, let's up, up the game a little bit. Let's see what I am, you know, capable of. And then came across an event called the, the Amazon Jungle Ultra Marathon, which was six marathons in five days, self-supported. So you're carrying all your food, all your water, anti-venom pump if you get bit by yeah. any snakes. I'm carrying a hammock. I'm sleeping in a hammock at night. I mean, as, as tough and as brutal and extreme as it gets. Um, and gosh, I smile when I saw it and I thought, right, this is my next challenge. And there were a lot of people who said, come on, you're going to go in the Amazon jungle. You're going to run six marathons I'm, and you'll be self-supported. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about humidity. Oh, here. everything. It must have just been incredibly yeah. hot and humid. Hot, humid. <laughs> I mean, we had the race director said before the race, you know, be careful out there, guys. Jungles are designed to kill. And they, and they are, you yeah. know, they're, they're not, they're not the most, no. they're very uncomfortable, but I was just excited about it. And I was on, I stood on the start line in my school holidays Steve Hill, primary school teacher from Shaw in Oldham, with some of the best ultramarathon runners in the world. Yeah. Absolute elite athletes. Yeah. And I thought, well, why not? Why not? Why, why, why should I? I've worked hard here. Yeah, yeah. I'm not racing any of you guys. I'm yeah, pushing yeah. myself. Yeah. I'm in an extreme environment, yeah. and I'm going to have the best adventure ever, and I'm going to run my own race. And one of the, the, the I think he's a, he came third in the marathon, Desar, as he was doing it. So again, one of the best in the world. You know what? He couldn't put a hammock up. So I'm there helping the third best runner in the world put a hammock up because he couldn't, couldn't couldn't do that. And, and you know, we all bring our own skills, if you like, and experiences yeah, yeah. to the table. So, yeah, he's an extreme runner. Um, I'm a primary, primary school <laughs> teacher, but I could help him with his hammock. Uh, You're sharing an experience, aren't you, there, oh, I guess, that is yeah. very, very unique. I mean, there's not many people that are going to do that in the grand scheme of things, no, is there? So no. regardless of whether you come first or last, it's not really about that. It's about that experience, I guess. Yeah, it's never about coming first or last. Maybe the kids think so, because you come first all the time, so yeah. it's like a superman. And often that lesson I'm giving to them, no, I came last. Yeah. But you know what? I didn't give up. It was yeah. tough. It pushed me to my limit, or the limits that, you know, that are in the head. And I completed it. And and yeah, it was tough. I was swimming through rivers in the middle of the night where there's anacondas and, you yeah. know, caiman in there and yeah. piranha fish and all the things that we grew up on thinking, all these horrible things. And I'm yeah. just getting on with it because the mindset is, get yeah. to that finish line. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm in challenge mode. You know, I split my trainers uh, on, on that race and that was probably one of my lowest points. A big rip down the side of my trainers at the end of stage one. And I just thought, well, how can I continue? I've got, you know, five more marathons to run. There's no way. With, with this rip, rip trainer um, and and I was on the verge of quitting he'd be like and I gave my head a wobble I thought well what were the kids at school saying it's get on with it sir don't be making excuses I got some gaffer tape out borrowed some gaffer tape and zip ties and carried on and as a result my feet were twice the size they should have been at the end you know I lost six toenails but I finished it and I use that trainer whenever I do talks in schools I use that yeah. trainer as an example of life and I said the trainer's a bit like life yeah. we work hard we prepare for every eventuality but there's always going to be setbacks unexpected yeah. setbacks in life and that's normal that's part of it I think it's something that children need to hear setbacks and failures are fine what is important is how you respond to those setbacks mm -hmm. you can sit there and feel sorry for yourself blame everybody else around you and quit 
how you can accept the setback, look for solutions. You know, it's my setback. I'll look for the solutions and keep moving forward. You know, keeping the race, as it were, one step at a time. You know, just slow down sometimes and go a little bit, you know, take smaller steps. And, and, and it was the most amazing adventure. And, and it, it took me in total about 54 hours I was running for, you know, sleeping in a hammock, three hours sleep at night, mm. wet clothes on continuously toenails purple, dropping off, bites, getting infected. It, I mean, I'm smiling now. It was, it, it was anyone hearing that? It's like the most horrendous <laughs> thing ever, but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I got back and, and, and recovered and the toenails fell off and I put the toenails in a little Ziploc bag and I keep them all and I keep them in class <laughs> and we often pass them around and the kids often say, sir, can we see your toenails? <laughs> uh, which is just great. And, and, and they do get fully involved in the challenges. Uh, and the next one was the Arctic Ice Ultra. So it was going to the Arctic wilderness in northern Sweden in the middle of winter to run six marathons in five days. Total opposite extreme. Uh, and again, 30 people started that race. Uh, some of the same people from the jungle. 12 of us finished it. By the end of stage two, the, the people were dropping like flies. Again, hypothermia, yeah. frostbite, putting yeah. their feet through the ice. Really brutal. We, know, we were starting in the morning at minus 38. It was dropping to minus 40, minus 50 degrees. But I was running under the northern lights. I was seeing spectacular things. It was a privilege to be out there. It was just an amazing experience. Uh, and again, com- completed that. And as I say again, the kids are all fully involved. So when I, when I, you know, I always start in September and say, so, right, they always ask me, what's this year's challenge, sir? What's our challenge this year? So it's straight away our challenge. They buy into it. They're yeah. part of it. And they come up with all these wild and wonderful ideas of running across the Atlantic. I said, well, maybe swimming it. And then, swim, and, I think, and then we narrow it down and I get my challenge sorted. And then you involve them in the training. You know, I tell them when I'm training, they hold me accountable. So in the mornings, they'll say, sir, did you go out training last night? So middle of winter, it's wet, it's raining, it's dark. Yeah. And like, easy things not to train. But that's where you do the hard work, the hard graph. No one sees it, um, but you've got to put the, you know, the, the hard work in and, and they hold me accountable. And I take in all my equipment to school and I show them all the equipment I'm going to be taking with me. I take all the food into school and show the, with the kids, they all get a chance to taste it all. And then when I'm about to set off, they write me letters and I take letters with me from them. So open on day one, open on day two. And yeah motivational letters come on sir you can do it and it's just a great team effort and they're a massive part of that and they they spur me on but as I say I hope the challenges also inspire them to to dream big and push the boundaries and get out and have their own adventures so you know lockdown came and you know the challenges stopped but as I say I got down to another challenge of writing a book you know a challenge of a different type you know rather than just chopping my way through jungles or whatever it was chopping my way through sentences and paragraphs and, and putting a book together which was Something else, surreal. I never, ever envisaged ever writing a book, but it's out there. And, you know, I can talk a bit more about that later, maybe. But after lockdown, um, then my next challenge was the Great Norse Run. So it was running, again, a bit further, nine marathons in nine days, running across Iceland from the north to the south of Iceland, running past volcanoes, seeing erupting volcanoes, just amazing experiences. You know, again, privileges when you look back and think, wow, I've seen some amazing things. Uh, And then my most recent one this summer was just beyond bonkers. It was well out there so it's 14 marathons in 16 days so i ran across costa rica from coast to coast from the pacific coast to the caribbean coast that was seven marathons in seven days then i flew to tajikistan in the eastern hemisphere and ran seven marathons across tajikistan from the afghan border to the kyrgyzstan border which was just bonkers and even now i'm thinking did i really do that and it was just brutal relentless but amazing again Honestly, you know, n- knowing what we're capable of, so much more than we realise. Getting up in the morning, having run 10 marathons, yeah. marathon 11, marathon 12, marathon th- marathon 14. And I know I could have gone further if <laughs> if the time had been there. So 
it, it's been an amazing journey so far. There's no plan on stopping, as I say. I'm planning next year's challenge, whatever that may be. I've not got it as yet, but there'll be something out there waiting for me, um, wherever that may take me in the world. And it's taken me, as I say, so far to some amazing remote places that I never, as a child growing up in Oldham, envisaged seeing. Yeah. But I'm, I'm I'm doing it. I'm living my best life, living a really exciting, adventurous life, learning lots about myself. You know, I'm doing these challenges. But as I say, being the teacher, being involved in these children's lives, using all of these adventures to open the world up to those, to open it up in, in a reality, to involve them in everything, and to plant that seed of adventure and to show them that that world, that life is waiting for them as well. It's their life. Live your best lives. It doesn't matter about your background. doesn't matter about academic ability. doesn't matter about how many tests you can pass. It's about that mindset and that self-belief and that work-hard ethic yeah. and getting out there, dreaming big and following those dreams and living an amazing life. And I hope that my my children that I've taught, um, I've got that mindset and they're going to go out there and push those boundaries and live live great lives. Well, I've got a question on that. I've been thinking about that because you said you started this about 15 years ago. 2009 was so the that, first challenge. So that means that, you know, kids that you were teaching that would have, are you secondary school? Teacher? Primary school. Primary school. So yeah, I've got the little, little ones. Okay. So, well, they'll have grown into adults, won't oh, they? Oh yeah. And I, I'm just wondering how, um, what you've done and, 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 how how much of an effect it's had on them and, and 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 conversations that maybe you've had with them as they've been growing up and getting to know them and if if you know has it pushed certain kids to do certain things and all that kind of stuff because to be able to see that mm. as a as a result of what must be amazing if that's the case oh it's it's, it's one of the greatest things to teach teaching is great the highlight of my day standing at the door in the morning and high fiving the kids as they come in and seeing those big smiles and they do we we they thrive and we have a great great year but then seeing past pupils you know the downside is that I'm I'm. It's calculated recently that my, my first class when I started teaching 27 years ago are now 36, 37. And I think, oh my God, that's old. That makes me feel really old. But I bump into them quite on a regular basis and it's always, hi sir, how are yeah. you doing? Best year of my life in your class. I loved it. You remember when we did that? Remember when we went to the water park? Remember when we went to the late district? Yeah. Remember that challenge that you did that year? And they see themselves as we were the North Pole challenge year. We were the Everest yeah, year. We were the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Amazon jungle year. And remember that? Oh, it was fantastic. I've had my own adventure. I, do, I did the Duke of Edinburgh Award. That's another great thing. I always encourage them to get involved with the yeah. Duke of Edinburgh Awards. And they're doing that. And, you know, through doing these challenges, as, as I say, you know, I, I hope it does inspire the children. You know, I've got a past people who, who, who won a gold medal at the Olympics um, recently. And, and it's not all down to years. But there's a part of that you hope, yeah. that mindset and that yeah, pushing course, your boundaries, yeah. which is fabulous. I'm proud of every child I've taught. And I remember them all. And yeah. it's great when I bump into them. And some of them now are children. And, and some of them have got the children coming to our school now. And yeah. one of the little girls in my class last year came out with the comments of, do you know what, Mr. Hill? Did you know that you went to school with my granddad? Oh my God. And that was a, that was a moment, but it's just lovely to be part of their lives and to yeah. see them grow and hopefully stay in touch as they, as they move on, which is great. But, you know, it's led to, um, you know, doing the challenges to becoming an ambassador for the Duke of Edinburgh Awards. And, you know, before lockdown, I found myself sat at St. James's Palace being introduced by the Duke of Edinburgh Awards to be the guest, guest, guest presenter. Mm -hmm. So I was giving a talk in front of these gold award recipients, um, and then presenting the gold awards in front of Prince Edward. And I'm pinching myself, how on earth have I ended up doing this? And they're thinking, well, why not? And again, I take that back to the classroom and saying, come on, anything's possible. Take opportunities in life. Yes, man. Yes, man. What, he says yes he, to everything. He says yes to everything. I think it's Jim Kerry who played him. There was, right. it, was a, it was a, a British journalist, I think, who got himself into a bit of a rut in his life. And you know how you become... You could be, the more you say no to things, the more ever decreasing circles in it. You you end up becoming more and more isolated. Oh, you know, without doubt, yeah, yeah. So it, 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 it goes to extremes in the Jim Carrey movie, as you can imagine. But it says yes, yes to everything. But often, it's that process of saying yes to something and making the commitment and not overthinking it 
that once you've said, yeah, okay, I'll do it, mm. then you kind of feel like obliged to do it. Yeah. And I guess it's like probably that with your first challenge without something crazy, like yeah. you're thinking, well, I've said I'm going to do it now, so, so you end up doing it. And then once you've done it, it's amazing. It's, it's a roll, It's a roll, knock on effect. Isn't it's it? often the hardest thing. Deciding to do something in the first place is the first step, which is the hardest step. Mm-hmm. Once you've decided, then the ball's rolling, isn't it? You're on your yeah. way, type of thing. So often with me, it's like press that button, book sort of thing. I've done yeah. it and off I yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I'm committed then, and then it all starts falling into place. The mindset changes. I'm on it. Yeah. The training starts. You put the hard work in. You've got yeah. a focus to work for. Yeah. But I've got loads of quotes on my classroom wall. You know, dream big, aim high, never give up. And you know, every wall's covered in, in quotes. And it's about living through those quotes. And one of them. You know, says if a window opens and the prospect pleases, float through that window, it may never open again. Yeah. And I am a firm believer in grabbing opportunities when they come along because they might not come again and seeing where it leads. And it might not lead anywhere. It yeah. might lead to a setback. It might need to, but it doesn't matter. No. Just go on that journey well, and, an and it's exciting. And everything, isn't there? Absolutely. It'll take you somewhere that, and there'll be an experience that will make you a better person. I've, I would like to know what moment and what revelation. There must have been some point when you were, because everything that you've got there is very, very. Everything you've gone through is very internal. It's very personal. You'll be you'll be thinking things. At, at what point, on what experience did you probably had more than one? But give us an example of where something's clicked, something big, something about life, something about yourself that you that that will stay with you forever. What's one of those moments? there's lots of moments in different ways like I said so you know running across a frozen lake in the middle of the Arctic wilderness in the middle of the night with no one around me for miles and looking up and seeing the northern lights and just thinking how many people get to experience this what a privilege to be seeing this now it's minus 50 degrees it's the middle of the night I'm shattered I've got my eyelids are sticking together because they're freezing together I've got icicles on my eyelashes I'm absolutely exhausted I'm 10k from camp and I'm looking up and the northern lights are dancing across the sky just for me what a privilege. And that was just a realisation of, yeah, when you push your boundaries, when you come out and have those adventures, you see and experience amazing things. Do you not feel like incredibly vulnerable and incredibly small? Small. And yeah. cold. And, you know, like there the, the must be, the must for all of those like amazing experiences, you must have those kind of feelings as well where you think, wow, like look at where I am now. Like this, uh, you feel really vulnerable here. Yeah. <laughs> and I often tell the other runners sometimes, I don't be looking at your watch all the time and racing. Just stop and appreciate where you are. So yeah. there was a time I was running with someone in the Amazon jungle and we got to a river crossing there were sort of rocks on the river and I just said, let's just stop. And we sat on rocks in the middle of this river and just said, we're in the Amazon jungle. Yeah. We sat in the middle of the Amazon jungle. Let's just stop in a minute and tear yeah, that in yeah. because you get, in life we do, don't we? We're busy, yeah, busy, yeah, busy, yeah. busy, 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 yeah, and we yeah. forget yeah. to enjoy the journey in many ways. And I'm a firm believer in, in, in you know, Marathon and all these challenges is it's getting to the start line is really important, whatever it may be in life, the start line. So that's making the decision to start in the first place is getting to the start line for me. Um, and getting to the finish line is important. That means you've not quit. But the most important thing is enjoying the journey in yeah. between, just like every marathon. So whatever it is in life you're doing, make that decision to start. Yes, see it through to the end. Ask for help if you need it, but enjoy the journey. And you've got to appreciate it. But there's other times, like say when I'm running in the middle of the night, so you're all alone. You've been alone all day, whether you're in the Amazon jungle and it's the middle of the night and and you're coming to a very wide river crossing and there's no one around and there's all sorts in that river and you just get in and you swim across and you get to the other side and think, wow. You don't even think about it. It's only afterwards thinking, Yeah, I was just going to say, is it more like afterwards? Yeah. As a realisation afterwards of like... How did I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I said the mindset is, I've got to get across that river. Because if you put yourself into that other mindset while you're there, then that's probably more dangerous. Well, whatever you think, you overthink things. It's like, well, just sit here and think about it. I've got to get across. There's no boat to get across. And it's just... And then being proud of yourself thinking, my God, and you take that back to life and thinking, come on, I can cope with anything that gets thrown at me in in day-to-day life. As I say, pushing through the Arctic wilderness and it's minus... and, And it's like... 
just one step in front of the other, left foot, right foot, and getting there in the end. And there was one in just recently running across Tajikistan um, where we were camping um, and we'd been told, you know, we were out getting a lot of altitude and we were told at the last checkpoint that we'd, we'd got 7K to get to the bottom of this mountain. You had a 6K um, climb up the mountain um, to gain real altitude, but the, the camp would be at the top of the mountain and, and your warm clothes would be there waiting for you. So mindset is right, 7K to the bottom of the mountain, 6K up, camps at the top. So boom, off we go. Well, you know, all at different different paces. So I'm running alone again there. Um, get to the bottom of the mountain, 7K, right? I've got 6K to go. Big increase in altitude, about 4,600 metres. Get to the top. There's a checkpoint. There's a, a land rover there. And thinking, great, right, where's camp? And these local Pomerians, okay, who are like our guides, start laughing. And they don't speak any English. And they're like, oh, you've got another 8K to go yet. <laughs> and I know you what? And it's like, and it's cold. It's starting to rain. It's getting dark. But you've just got to deal with it. So getting on with it, start running. Uh, it starts raining. It gets getting dark. It's pitch dark. Put my head torch on. Pushing on. Uh, get to this river crossing, sort of a riverbed. And cross this riverbed. And then the path just disappears. I thought, where's the path gone? Pitch black. Middle of nowhere. I'm thinking, right, I'm lost. And that's probably the first time I've ever felt lost on a challenge. And I generally felt lost. Mm. Do I go left? Do I go right? Do I just keep going forward? Have I missed the camp? And I kept pushing forward. My head torch started flicking a little bit. I thought, oh my God, if this battery goes, I am... Totally done fuck because I'm in the middle of the mountains in the middle of Tajikistan, camped somewhere, but I've another 8k so and kept pushing forward. And I generally considered, I thought, right, I might just stop now, curl up in a ball behind a rock and just try and get some sleep and wait till it gets light again. And then I'll, mm. I'll, I'll move on. Kept on moving, doubting myself, thinking, have I missed camp? Do we need to go back? Thank God I didn't go back and kept moving forward. And eventually, maybe an hour later, just saw some very dim lights in the, in the distance and, and I reached camp. And it was like, those little moments, aren't they? But you've got to just trust yourself. And and there's been many others. I'm sure there's been many, many others. And, and times where you're just exhausted. Yeah. You're totally exhausted. And the easy option would just be to stop. Yeah. There are times the are to stop and just curl up and have a little sleep. But you think, well, I'm dead. It's minus 40 degrees. Yeah, yeah, it's just that mindset of pushing yeah. on and realising that just taking small little steps yeah. will get you to that destination in the end, isn't it? And that yeah. strong mindset. So I've done that. And I'm looking back thinking, yeah, gosh, you know. Should be a little bit proud of yourself, you know. Yeah. We're not, we don't blow our own trumpet. We don't pat ourselves on the back enough. But thinking, well done, you've done all right there. You've, you've, you've pushed it's, through. It's smaller steps. It's the small. Because I was thinking this while you were saying about when about stopping in the Arctic, and you know, it's, it's these kind of things that you're describing are you know phenomenal achievements. Um, and but they're not the kind of thing that most of us do day no. by day. But we all have our own little struggles yep. and our own little battles. And sometimes we don't need to stop in the middle of the Amazon jungle. Where you, sometimes you just need to stop and make sure you watch the jungle, yeah. now, don't you? Yep. Sometimes you just need to be aware, like watching a bird huh? or little tiny things that ground you in just the beauty of things. Being in the life. moment, isn't it? Being, Being in, in the, the moment, moment absolutely. And we're not, and, and I think we all are guilty of that, aren't we? We rush into the next thing, whatever that yeah, may yeah, be, yeah. it's the weekend or that. And, and it is just sometimes, you know, it's stop and smell the roses, people say, yeah. isn't it? Enjoying the journey. Yeah. Um, you know, being being grateful for getting out of bed in the morning sometimes, yeah. isn't it? And enjoying the day and not, oh, you know, morning or it's Monday morning. Yeah. And well, we're all, all guilty of it. We've all been through tough things. We've yeah. all been through Monday mornings before. We've all got experiences that have been tough that we've got through. Sometimes when we're struggling, yeah. we need to try and remember. Remember those, those things, things and, and, and use them, isn't it, yeah, to get yeah. you through all this. And I'm not suggesting for one minute that all these children and anyone who, who listens to me, me, me give a talk, they should be running you know, marathons through the jungles and, and running 14 marathons. It's about whatever 
it is for them. Whatever the big dream is, whatever the challenge is, whatever it's, it is about coming out of the comfort zone, yeah. do it. It's possible. And my way of showing that and, and demonstrating that is doing the, doing the challenges and it, it seems to work. And as I say, I've been asked to do talks in schools and, and, and award evenings and I love it. And it's never something that takes me out of my comfort zone. That was never something planned. You know, there was lots of things, but I think making that decision in 2009 to take on Mount Kilimanjaro yeah. has led me to live the most exciting life. It was certainly a, a change of direction. It's in its, you know, something I'm so glad and so grateful yeah. that, that I, that I took on. And like you say, making that decision to come out of my comfort zone has, the has comfort led to some amazing things. It's a killer. And, oh. and really, if you look at it like the way that our lives are set up and the way that in Western, like sort of capitalist societies, we, it's the pursuit of comfort. Mm. It's the life is the pursuit of sort of like building this nest and staying within mm. this comfort zone and getting getting into routines mm. and and it's just it, it kills it all kills. your creativity. It kills all your dreams. Your kills everything. Yeah. And you've got to be really careful, aren't you? And, yeah. and it does take sometimes extreme things from a personal level or just to be sort of encouraged mm. by somebody else's sort of motivation yeah. to, to, to knock you out of it. Because there's no final destination. You know, you think, what, what are we striving for? Are we yeah. striving to have the big house or the, the, the two yeah. or whatever? But once well, you've got not, that... We're not fighting to survive every day no. like, we, like, we, like we would have done in no, the past, no, no. are we? So, and other people in other parts of mm. the world are. So we're, we're, we're great. We're fortunate yeah. in that respect. But if we're not pushing ourselves, we're not testing ourselves. And, and, and But there, there, there comes, I think... I think, I mean, I've not done that kind of thing that you're talking about, those kind of fi- extreme physical challenges, but certainly over the last few years and since lockdown, my mindset has shifted to a point where I feel much more confident in myself mm. to, to achieve things and yeah. to do things and to put myself, I, I, I guess a lot of it's down to self-worth. Like, you know, you're sort of saying, well, I'm not the fastest, I'm not the strongest, but I'm worth being here, I'm mm. worth competing yeah. in this experience. And it's just about that. And I think for me, my my big learning over the few years is 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 a confidence in myself and a value of myself where I put myself in mm. and, and I feel worthy wherever, mm. wherever I am. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you so deserve I, to be there. And, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. And, and that, but that's not, that's not something that's, that's something that's taken a long time mm. in yeah. my as life adults, to, yeah. as, as an adult yeah. to, to mature into mm. that kind of frame of mind. And I've had to change a lot of habits and do things a lot, things a lot differently. Yeah. So it's not that you're, exp- you're expecting, you know, 10 year old 11 year old kids so at some point in their life though and, and good lessons are, uh, stay with you don't they mm. I think when you're grounded like when you've got a good football teacher or a good teacher mm. good parent you might go off the rails a bit at some point in your life but those lessons they're all there aren't they, they, they do, still and, and when you need them yeah. they come back don't yeah. they and that's what I'm trying to do with these young children as I say if I can have these conversations with them and tell them that you know, as I say, I'll often go into a school and do an assembly you know, in PPA time and start the assembly put your hands up who's got big dreams here and they look uneasy and they're shifty and they look at the floor, you know, the floor and then they look at the friends and not many hands go up and he's yeah. like, whoa. And then he said that everyone's entitled to big dreams. Our dreams should be so big, so exciting. And you nobody can in the world. You in another place though, can't you? Another, somewhere like in America or somewhere, you know, like mm. in, or in a, in a, in a slightly more privileged area or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's that reluctance to. But again, I'm saying, cause it's like, well, I come from a poor background. Yeah. I'm not very academic. And then that, that, that self-worth, like we talk yeah. about, that aspirations of, yeah. well, I'm not good enough to do that because I come from older. Yeah. And they feel embarrassed to yes. say, actually, I do have this big dream. And actually, and it's about having I that conversation. Yeah. You can have big dreams and yeah. it doesn't matter about your background. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. your life. You've got to live your best life, haven't yeah. you? And you've got to make it your best life, but you've got to believe in yourself. You've got to work hard. Yeah. It's not going to be handed to you on a plate. And that work ethic's got to be there, hasn't it? Yeah. And you've got to deal with the setbacks. You know, get the gaffer tape and zip ties out when, when things go wrong, isn't it? It's going to go wrong. Accept it because resilience is a big thing to to develop with young people as well, yeah, isn't yeah. it? That the first sign of a problem, I'm oh, give up. No, first sign of a problem, have a rest, ask for a bit of help, yeah. but keep moving forward, that's the isn't it? Lesson, isn't it? Absolutely. That's where you, get, you get more out of your, yeah. your failures in a way. That's where you, you learn the most. It is, and, and like you say, you know, the challenges that I take on, 
can be related to life in, in, in every sense of the way. Yeah. And, you know, and kids love adventure as well. They love jungles. And, yeah, yeah. you know, when, 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 when youngsters, seven, eight-year-olds are coming up to me and said, Miss Dill, when I'm a bit older, can I come and climb Mount Everest with you? Yeah. That's me. That's a jackpot. Yeah. You've got these young children who have got these big dreams already. Yeah. They want to come and climb Everest with sir. What a privilege. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. I've been in other schools where I don't know the children. They're coming up and saying, excuse me, Mr. Hill. I've done an assembly for them at talk. You know, when we're a bit older, can we come on one of the adventures with you? Of course you can, girls. Where would you like to go? Mm. The Amazon jungle. Absolutely. You're okay sleeping in a hammock. You're okay. Yeah, yeah. And the sparkle in their eyes and the excitement in their eyes and the jumping up and down with the excitement. You want to bottle it. You want yeah. all kids in all schools to be excited yeah, about the yeah, futures. Yeah. And it's not what we're seeing all the time. No. They need inspiring. They need to get really, really excited yeah. about the future and believing in themselves and that they've got a direction that might not be a straight line. It's going to be going all different directions, but enjoying the journey because it's not the destination ultimately, is it? It's the, the journey. It's the everyday journey, like we said earlier, yeah. and enjoying it, being in the moment and enjoying the and we're all guilty of not being in the moments, aren't we? But being in that moment and enjoying the journey and, and, and living your best lives. And, and like I said, being confident in yourself and loving yourself and not comparing yourself to other people. That's another big thing that we all... I mean, even even know, more so now yeah. with social media and all that kind of it's, stuff, because it's all about I'd have hated that, it as a it? child to be, you know, the yeah. social media malarkey. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, I'm standing on the, the start line of the, these ultra marathons with some of the best runners in the world. And I don't feel as though I don't belong there, but I'm not racing. I'm not comparing myself to them. You, off you go, you guys. Those, those guys respect you for being there, for don't they? they? You know, I was the last in the Amazon jungle and we finished a, a little village called Pilakapata. It was a, you know, say half past nine at night. I've been out since, you know, whatever, how many hours? 17, 18 hours running. And I finished and all the runners stayed at the finish line to clap me in. And the race director said, Steve, that doesn't happen. That does not happen at all the races. You know, they often finish, have a drink, they go back and have a shower, have a lie down. But every single one of these experienced ultra runners mm. have really respected you for your journey you've been on. You know, yeah, you're a teacher, yeah. you've not done adrenaline before. Yeah. You've had your split training, you've had all these other, you know, yeah. setbacks and you've yeah. stuck in it and you've stuck to it and you've finished this race and, yeah. and they admire that and, and, they all clapped me in, and, and it was a special moment. And, and exactly a moment I won't forget. To you then, Absolutely, it? and it was time. captured on camera, and it's a special photograph. Yeah. And the photograph says everything: it's exhaustion, it's elation, it's it's every emotion you could yeah. dream. And we want to experience these emotions in life, don't we? Yeah. We don't want that comfort where it's all the same, very comfortable. We want no. to, you know, the highs, the lows, the the, the little anxious moments, the, the uncertainties. The thing it is, makes is you, that, it's living, isn't it? Well, life. Will, uh, the, you have to remember is there's no such thing as as as, as a comfort life will come and kick you in the backside at some point yeah. something's you know so if you're in that comfort zone if you if you resting on your laurels and you think everything's made something's going to no, happen because yeah. nothing stays no, you know no. like you, you so the blind side or what, so, yeah. you, so the more in the more comfortable you are the less likely you are to be able to react mm. or cope or yeah. deal with it and and, yeah. and so it, it it does do you a lot of good to to keep pushing yourself get out of that. i hate this job i'll be doing it get out the job yeah quit do something quit about tomorrow it. because that will cause a reaction that just yeah. that changes and it'll change and, the direction of your life and in you and for the better do it, don't you because nobody else will do it for you yeah absolutely absolutely it's going to happen and like i said yeah. just embracing that and you know, I embrace pain. I like pain. It's wrong. I like pain and discomfort and being. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you, we clearly established that you're you were a bit weird, aren't you? You know, you're I'm not. A, I'm you're not an extremist. You like. I mean, you, I was thinking before we say we said, "Sir, can I climb Everest with you?" You'll probably be saying it because you'll want to be the oldest person yeah, to ever yeah. have climbed Everest. So you, you'll probably I mean, never. Um, you'll probably never say no to these challenges. So. I've come to the conclusion I'm not wise properly. There's something wrong, and I've got worse with age. Yeah. And, you know, and and people yeah. often say you're bonkers. Yeah, and I take that as a compliment because bonkers means you think a bit differently. You yeah. do things that a little bit unexpected and and I enjoy that and, and, well, and you're doing it for the right reasons you're doing I it you, so. A because you want to yeah. 
not because you're doing it for because you want to look good or no, you're, doing, no, you're no. doing it because you want to and you're doing it because you want you you, you obviously thrive off the reaction with the kids and all. so as long as you're doing doesn't matter how bonkers you are as mm. long as you're doing it for the right reasons then who cares and it totally is as I said <laughs> it, it can inspire one person but hopefully yeah. it inspires more it, it, it's job done absolutely and, and it's my way of doing that and, and, and I look back when you know I do talk I'm like wow there's been a good few challenges there and, and, and many more to come but you know I go back to the Duke of Edinburgh Awards you know just mentioning about past pupils so you know I've done it a few times now and, and on one occasion I would end up presenting at St James's Palace the gold awards to some past pupils and I'm thinking this is pretty special you know yeah. I taught these young people in year six, mm. they've gone on to secondary school, they've gone on to Duke of Edinburgh Award, they're now at university, and here we are. Who'd have thought it all these years down the line? I'm, I'm shaking the hand at St. James's Palace and giving them the Duke of Edinburgh Award. Mm. That was pretty special for, for, you know, with past pupils, and it's opportunities that come and just grab them and take them and see where they, they lead you. It's nice because your journey and their journeys have kind of intersected yeah, again, at again, that point. Yeah. Uh, and it was lovely, yeah. and, I, and I put that into my talk, and it was like, and I've got some past people, and it was, you know, you got a nice reaction from people, and, it, and it's great, and it's it's about using what you've done in life and to inspire others. So, you know, I've been asked to become a, an ambassador for the Scouts recently as well, which is great, because I think it's another great movement, and yeah. if I can use my challenges and use, you know, my experiences and the life that I've led so far to, to inspire and to, to add to, to that, absolutely brilliant, Like, let's mm. do it, and as I said, the more the merrier, and, and you know, I'd love to go on and do, give talks to you know five and six year olds, and, and and you know, secondary school, and and, and you know, universities, and, and, and Duke of Edinburgh awards. It's fabulous. But first and foremost, day to day, I'm the teacher. Yeah. So you know, I'm teaching today, I'll be in you know in class tomorrow all day. So five yeah. days a week, I'm, I'm Mr. Hill, sir, yeah. the teacher. And as I say, one of my greatest highlights of the day is, is standing at the door in the morning at ten to nine, and just seeing the children yeah. come round the corner with a big smile on their face, and yeah. happy to be coming into school and and giving them a high five and listening to the news that they've got and what they've been up to, and yeah. but knowing that the journey we're on throughout the year is going to plant a seed of adventure, yeah. and they're going to be hopefully better for it, and they're going to have that self confidence to. Well, I mean, that's the bit. That's the main journey you're on, isn't it? That's the main adventure you're on that 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 year. Yeah. That academic year you've got, you just have for one year. One year, yeah. one year. So you go yeah. for that one year. Yeah. That's that journey, and then you've got all these little journeys, all oh. these little people's adventures, and thirty all individuals who bring on. all yeah, their yeah, own, yeah. So, you know, whatever. And so it, that and in itself is, I mean, if you, if you, if you, if you, and you obviously do, and I'm sure most teachers do, but if you, if you take time to appreciate that and you appreciate the. The um, how special that is mm. every every year with these. Oh, with these I mean, kids. twenty-seven years doing it, and I, you know, I'm getting older now. But it's it's not losing sight of why you become a teacher, why we do yeah. what we do. It's about mm. the children, and we do get wrapped up with ticking boxes quite often, and mm. sats and pushing them for this and pushing for yeah. that. And you've got to step back in and say, they're only kids. Yeah. They've got to enjoy being at school as well. Yeah, you've got to have yeah. a bit of fun. You've got to be able to be yeah. human and have a bit of a laugh with them. And, and mm. as I say, it's important to stand at the door and to be there with a smiley face to welcome them in, and hopefully that means a bit to them and give them the high fives and listen to the news and not say mm. we're too busy for. That and yeah, yeah. give them lots of different experiences, as yeah. I say, and, and for me every some, year. And for some for yeah. some kids, you might be the only person that does that for them because well, you don't know what's no. you know. I mean, not every kid has a great home life, and the, no. the teacher, you know, can you make, really make the difference, can't you? At home, so you have to treat them all. I absolutely, guess, you can that be that, that stable you, yeah, yeah, person that in presence, their life, can't yeah, you? And absolutely, yeah. and yes, either to, to to tell them when they've stepped out of line and and, and to, to encourage them and all the things. And it, it, it is, as I say, again, the greatest privilege in the world. Yeah, and I've loved it and done it for a long, long time. Um, and like I said, my big mission in life now is really to inspire yeah. this next generation the best I can through my challenges, whilst continuing to push my boundaries and to, to yeah. go out and keep seeing the world and having these great adventures and Magic. being called bonkers on a regular basis, uh, which, I don't, is, which I don't, is great. I don't, think you'll, uh, I don't think you'll change. I think that's that's who you are now and what you do. It, and it's fantastic. what I've become. And it's, as I say, it wasn't something that 15 years ago I would envisage doing what I'm doing now and sat talking to, to yourself and having done what I've done. But that's the, the, the exciting thing about life, isn't it? You yeah. know, we, we, we take an opportunity, it leads elsewhere, yeah. it leads to another opportunity that just leads to... Yeah 
the most magical things and it's about that, that, that yeah grabbing them when they come opportunities not saying no it, saying yeah, yes yeah, yeah. And, and seeing where it takes you and not being afraid of the uncertainty you know you come out of your comfort zone and I'm a firm believer when you step out of your comfort zone it's where the magic happens magic happens outside that comfort zone yeah. you can't and, step back in can't you and magic will happen I'm sure when you're being Father Christmas ho 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 uh, absolutely uh, what, yes, date looking you, for, what date are you going to be here is on? it the 26th I'm not is sure the exact date it's Sunday, it's Sunday I'm That's coming down Sunday the 26th yeah. November um, yeah. so coming down then so. it should be nice it should be nice yeah, it'll be it, great. We're, we're going to get it really nice right. and Christmassy in here it's going to be lovely oh, and so I'm, I'm hoping plenty of people are popping because they think this is quite a unique venue for oh, Oldham it's Tenders, a magical so venue it is it's special I, I hope that's going to be a really nice weekend yeah. and, and I hope you all have a good time oh great time absolutely yes yeah yeah and thanks for getting involved in it thanks for getting involved in this podcast I genuinely you know that you've got enough stories in you and there's enough interesting things that we could talk about we could keep going for it for ages we and could I indeed hope that yep. we could hope that we talk again definitely but Steve Hill MBE thank you so much for joining us on the Billington podcast thank you Martin pleasure thank you Billington's in the heart of Oldham is produced for Billington's by QPod. It's hosted and produced by Matt Dean with the support of Christoph Zemlich and Bradley Marston. For more information about the venue, please visit billingtonsoldham.co.uk and follow on social media at Billington's Oldham. The music is elevator music, bossa nova background music, 60s version by Les FM for Pixabay royalty-free music. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>